This Known Leader podcast is presented to you by your friends at LifeWay Student Ministry. We want to help you lead students to know God, own their faith, and make their faith known. You can find other incredible student ministry resources as well as future camp information at www.lifeway.com forward slash students. another episode of our Known Leader Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rick Prawl, and we are wrapping up our entire unit of study called Destinations with this final session titled Judgment Day. And our question this week is, what's the big deal about judgment? Over the course of this unit, we've talked about, you know, what is eternity and why should I be concerned about it? What's heaven going to be like? What hell's going to be like? One other question in this whole scope of eternal destinations is, what's, what is judgment? What's the big deal about it? I've got Greg Mosier still been in the studio with me this month. Greg, how's it going? Oh, great. Thanks, Rick, for having me. I'm enjoying this. Sure. appreciate you being here. Leaders, also do want to give you just another commercial here on the front end that if you're looking for some additional help related to these sessions, you can check out our our insights, which are free online, but you can also check out lifeway.com slash developing students for a video webcast digging into how to use the student materials uh, each week. So, well, Greg, as we wrap up this unit, uh, we're talking about judgment in this session. And I think out of all the things that we talk about, you know, leaders probably have a pretty good grasp and can communicate heaven and hell and eternity. But judgment may be something that they're struggling with. So let's take a few minutes and hopefully help leaders get a grasp on how to communicate what judgment is all about to their students. Um, We're going to dig in with this first uh, life principle, which is the answer to the question, what's the big deal about judgment, is that, first of all, judgment is coming. We look at Acts chapter 17, verses 30 and 31. What do you see there related to this judgment that we're talking about, and, and what exactly is this judgment? Well, first of all, let's look at from from God's perspective. There was a time of ignorance, it says in the first here verse, but now it says God commands all people everywhere to repent. So that opportunity, in our ignorance, we did things that we're not proud of. Mm-hmm. And as a young person, having those consequences and those those things that we see in our eye when we're tempted to do things, when we're tempted to go away with the wrong crowd, to make the wrong choices, how important it is to cling to God's Word in our times of ignorance. Well, the time of ignorance is no longer. Once we have been exposed to God's Word and we now have to be judged by God's Word, and that's what it says here. It says that the opportunity for everyone to repent, we we can get rid of that. But judgment is coming because He has set on a process by which when Jesus came into the world, it says here in the Verse 31, we're going to be judged by the man, Christ Jesus, because he is the righteous man. He is the one that will be able to judge correctly. God sets that up for the son to be a part of that process. And that there is a day coming. He says, there is a time that I've already appointed. Jesus, while he was on the earth, said, no man knows of that day or that hour. You know, No one knew of that time or that day or that hour, but there is a a day in the future that is coming that we need to be prepared for. Uh, that we need to understand that that judgment is going to be a reality. And here it says that he has proved this or provided proof of this to everyone by raising him, Jesus Christ, from the dead. Mm. That is going to be the ultimate test of judgment based upon his resurrection. Are we part of the resurrection or are we not part of the resurrection? Right. There, there's one thing uh, about judgment. Uh, my, my children get, my children are, some of my children are good test takers. Some of the other ones are not so good hmm. test takers. And I try to encourage them, the ones that are not, I try to encourage them, just just 
rely and just trust in what you know to this point. Don't fret on the things that you can't control. Right. This judgment, it's looming, but for the Christian, there's an opportunity to repent and receive the covering from judgment, right. yeah. from yeah. ultimate judgment. That's right. One of the questions in this section here, Greg, that leaders will be asking their students is, is there any way to avoid the final judgment? What does Scripture tell us about that? Anyone, John 5, 24 says, anyone who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not come under judgment, but has passed from death to life. Hmm. So there is a way to avoid judgment, and that is to to be firmly rooted in Christ, to accept his offering of forgiveness, his bloodshed offering to cover us from that. Now, the works that we'll do, and we'll probably get on that a little bit later, those are the ones that are going to stand the proof. Right. And Paul speaks a lot about that. Though they be wood, hay, or stubble, they will be burned, but the the rubies, the real precious things that we've done, those will be kept for right. us right. as believers. Well, and that's a good segue into that second life principle that as we talk about you know judgment that... As we look at John five twenty four, the idea that believers are already safe. Uh, what do you see there in that passage? I think that we're already safe, but it does not mean that we need to stop working. Right. <laughs> you know, one of the things that Jesus did um, when he came across the Samaritan woman at the well, he sent his disciples away to gather food. Why did he send them away? They had already predispositioned themselves to hate the Samaritans, right. and they would have interfered with what Jesus was about to do. And when Jesus offered to her this woman that that by all standards from the Jewish mindset did not deserve right. what he was about oh, yeah. to be offered because she had been married five times and was living with another man that wasn't her husband. But what Jesus did, he went and met her needs, right. spiritual needs. And when they came back, when he came back, one of the statements that he left his disciples with, pray that the Lord of the harvest would send forth more laborers mm to gather in the crop because the fields are white and ripe and ready to be gathered. So we don't need to stop thinking, well, we're safe. We don't have to worry about that. As students, we need to continue to pursue what we talked about in the last session. We don't want any of our friends to experience the reality and the anguish of hell. We need to continue to press on to let the good works of God shine through in our lives so that they would have an opportunity to accept. So we don't need to, yes, we're safe, but we don't need to rest in that. We need to continue to press forward. And Paul says, work out your salvation right. with fear and trembling. Right. That means we just don't need to be complacent. Oh, I'm already in. I'm safe. There's still a, a world of opportunity around us, right. a vocation right. that God's called us to, to be about. Well, it comes back to what we talked about you know, in, in the previous sessions about you know an eternal future and, and being secure in that. Um, and leaders, as you're working through this unit of, of known or this quarter of known uh, in our in our second unit on doubt and assurance, we talked about assurance of salvation, and that fits in here, that as believers we have an assurance that we have that relationship with God, that we're going to spend eternity in heaven. But as we look at Scripture for this third life principle, moving over to Revelation chapter 20, Verses 11 through 15, we see that unbelievers will be condemned. And we talked about that in the previous session about the eternal damnation and hell. Uh, But specifically, this whole idea of being condemned at judgment. What do you see there in those verses, Greg? Well, we're condemned at judgment because those did not believe. So they will face the consequences of living in complete unbelief. Uh, Condemnation means that we we have been put aside. God loves us, but God, because He's righteous and holy, has to judge. And and because of this, 
because believers did not receive the only way to heaven, which is Christ Jesus, right. they will have to endure that and be condemned, be set aside. Um, even Jesus alluded to that many times in the gospel. He said to, to the disciples plainly and honestly, he said, some of you that call me say, Lord, Lord, have we not done these works in your name? Lord, have we not cast out demons in your name? Lord, have we not fed the sick and the hungry in your name? Right. And Jesus will say to them, depart from me, for I never knew you. Hmm. It's not us knowing everything about Jesus. It's him knowing us. Right. Yeah. And, that and so in that relationship, it goes yeah. back exactly, Rick, to that relationship not having the, the 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 rudiments of religion, but having a personal, thriving relationship with God, trusting Him, and, and it's hard because we have been so tainted by sin to fully let go and trust right. God. That's where we have to just believe that He's going to give us what we need, give us the provision that we need in that moment, right. and He does right. so many times. Well, and in this in this passage in this area of Revelation as well, it talks about. The Lake of Fire and the Book of Life, and and from a pastor standpoint, uh, what are some backgrounds for that for leaders that are trying to communicate this to students? Uh, what is Scripture talking about when it talks about the Lake of Fire and the Book of Life? Well, the Lake of Fire are prepared for those who have been unprepared. Uh, everyone who does not accept the name of Jesus, who has not been born again, will be cast into that into that Lake of Fire. It, again, we talked about earlier that as heaven is a real place, so is hell. Right. And here is another point here, the, the imagery of the lake of fire. Right. Uh, you, you know, we think of uh, the imagery that we looked at about heaven said there is a crystal sea, or there's a crystal river flowing from the throne of God, a living, right. vibrant. Here is a cistern, if you want to go back to right, one of yeah. Jeremiah's, <laughs> Jeremiah's illustrations early on. You either are flowing and have living water, Jesus said to the Samaritan woman, living water or Dead water, right. and this lake of fire is is a real place. Uh, you you go back and you ask me also uh, uh, about this uh, uh, the book of life. Right, uh, everyone's name is recorded in the book of life. It's the question becomes who's going to be blotted out? Hmm. Those that never accepted Jesus will be blotted out. Right. So I mean that's that's an important concept too for 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 the young people to understand. God loves you so much. Your name's already been written, but in order for it not to be blotted out, you have to accept the covering, yeah. my son Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important concept. Although it may be, may be a little bit foreign in terms of mainstream religion, it's so important to get that, that, that connection that Jesus is the life giver right. through him. And at the judgment, Jesus stands up and identifies us because the identity has already been made on the other side of eternity. We've those that have been born again have accepted him. He he stands up and, and identifies right. us because we're his children. Right. So as leaders are presenting this to students, we've got the point here that there will be a final judgment for all people. On the grand scheme of things, from a believer standpoint, from an unbeliever standpoint, how should we feel about that? Is that something to be afraid of? For the believer, it's not. Uh, it's not a fearful thing at all. But for the unbeliever, it is a fearful thing. And for us to be understand that we were put in that place of judgment before we came to know Christ, so that we can be able to understand the necessity of of encouraging through reflecting the glory of God into this unbeliever's life, it's so important and critically to know that they once walked where they walked in condemnation. Right. 
They once know had not had any identity with God. Although they were created in His image, they rejected God. They did things that were pleasing to themselves instead of pleasing to God. Right. I think that's so important for a student to identify and connect that the judgment will come. Believers are safe. The works that believers do, they will be judged. Mm-hmm. Not themselves as far as their salvation once they're born again is secure, but the works that they do after hmm. salvation right. come into play as well. Well, and I think one one image, and it, it it barely scratches the surface here for a lot of students, just to kind of get them to begin to think about that, is that a lot of students that I work with fear the day their report cards come out um, because that's judgment day. Um, and there's fear if you haven't done the work. Those students that are comfortable in receiving their report cards know that they've done the work. They've kept up with the assignments. They've done the things that teachers have asked. They've done what was expected. For believers, to do what is expected is to have that relationship with Christ, to enter into that relationship and, and not have to worry about it. You know, for now as adults and leaders as you're leading this, you know, do we fear our, our performance reviews at work? You know, if I'm doing the things I'm supposed to be doing, I really don't have any reason to, to fear that performance review. Um, it's just if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And that just kind of scratches the picture of what Judgment Day is all about. Um, and so leaders, take this and use this with your students. It, again, is a difficult topic to talk about. But use these three life principles to help drive that home with your students. Again, this week our question is, what's the big deal about judgment and three life principles? That judgment is coming. Believers are already safe, and unbelievers will be condemned with that point that we've talked about just a moment ago, that there will be a final judgment for all people. Thanks for joining us this week. Join us again next week as we pick up a brand new unit of study. Thanks for being with us.